Hello everyone, I'm Joel from Blind Channel and you are listening to Brutally Delicious Podcast. Nice to meet you, Joel. How are you doing? Oh, great. Oh, great. It's midnight here in Finland. Um, we're ready for the final shows in Finland after we hit to Miller Europe and UK for the next tour so pretty good i was looking at what you guys are doing and it seems like uh it's non-stop go for you guys right now yeah absolutely i mean it's been like this for almost one and a half years because we yeah we kind of made the big breakthrough with dark side and after that we started to record the album and now we've been touring all the time so yeah it's pretty much mayhem all the time um, is it hard to balance the touring and the writing process? Because when a band breaks, right, the record company is always ready for the next record to get going. But you also have to go out and promote the current record and tour and meet fans and do all that stuff. I think it's super important to rem remember that the reason why you are touring, uh, like playing big shows, is that because you have good music that people loves to hear and uh, come to hear and see you playing that song live so i think it's super important to remember there is the good song so you have to always remember that you you gotta go in the studio you gotta write more more songs and um yeah try to make your best out of it so yeah that's that's how we we remember that we need to also go to the studio and write some more great songs so are you guys do you guys is recorded at a home studio? Do you go to a big studio? Is it kind of like a combination? It's kind of like a combination. We have uh, mini studios. I think we record like drums and guitars and bass guitars in a big studio where we have like an engineer. And after that, we go to kind of like more home studio where we do vocal production and the whole song production itself. So uh, I, I think it's kind of like a combination of all that. And um, for sure, after that, we send the tracks to UK where Dan Lancaster is doing the mixing process. So there's wow. a lot of love cooks in the soup, soup if you can good. say it like that. <laughs> That's awesome. So I imagine yeah. all this hard work pays off, though, because you were won six Finnish Grammy Awards and you're the most streamed artist, Finnish artist in 2021, right, for Dark Side? Yeah, yeah, it's it's been paying off really well. Um, last year and this year has been like pure pure uh, blast for us. We've we've had a great success. We've got a lot of like nominations, or we won some awards. We got some like platinum and gold records. So it, like like overall, it's been uh, like really winning circle for us, but. For sure, we know that the future and the tomorrow is coming. So we need to, we need to always look for the future, look ahead, look what's coming up, and be prepared that we have a great songs to come up next year, and also that we have a plans for the future as well because we don't want to lay here and be like, okay, we made it, now we can chill out. That that's like that's something you gotta remind yourself that this is not over yet. You have to always always come back, always be better, and always push a little harder. Right. A good friend of mine uh, who got quite successful in music, his theory was every time you start, it's a new beginning, and you have to treat it as though you're just starting out. 
every time. That's you have to have that same hunger. That's really great. Um, I, I, I think I've been I've been thinking that way as as well because now when we write like the fifth album already, we know that we kind of made it with the fourth album. Now we are a band that we have sold our shows in Germany, in UK, in Finland, and hopefully in USA as well soon. Please so, come. Um, yeah, so um, I think that even though we we kind of made it. I'm going to play in the big stages. We have a lot of fans. There's still a lot more more audience to gain, and and like there's a lot more places to go. And 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 you know, I, I got that point. It's it's really good to remind yourself that this is not over, and and um, this is not the final battle we have. So there's so here's a personal point of privilege question. Since you're in Europe, was playing uh, Vakin like one of like the most epic times of your life? Absolutely. I mean, it was really early. We played like, I think it, it was 11.30 a.m. when the set started. So we were the openers of the main stage. I remember I woke up like four hours before the show time and it felt unreal to, to wake up and crack, crack a beer and be like, let's go on stage. Let's go to fucking Bakken open air main stage. Right. And it, it, it felt unreal to go there. But when we see when we saw that behind the the curtain flag, so when we saw the people jumping and screaming their lungs off and we saw all the mosh pits and all that. So yeah, I mean it was it was probably one of the best moments of my life so far. But I know this is only the beginning. We have to aim for even even bigger bigger stuff and probably headline walking some year. There you go. Well, there I see. I like this, but like <laughs> as, as someone who plays heavy, heavy music, there's like two festivals in the world that really I think about. And one is Vakin was, which you have to play if you're a heavy band and you want to be successful. Number two, 70,000 tons of metal. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also think that in USA there's like Resurrection Festival, and then there is I think North Fest, and um, there's a lot of big festival that I would love to play. What's the so, one in Vegas? There's a huge Psycho Las Vegas. Psycho Las Vegas. That's a oh huge yeah yeah I festival. know that yeah it's yeah. it's really huge. But yeah, I and I also I think AfterShock, um, all all these radio festivals. And for sure, the legendary Warped tour was was just on another level. I so missed that, yeah. That was that was that was great times, and um, yeah, for sure, you're right. I think right now, what can open air on seventy? What is seventy thousand tons of metal. metal? Yeah, they're both really great, and um, yeah, I I can't wait for for the next trip to USA. I think it will be next year, hopefully on the spring, but. I think of the latest on, on the fall 23, we just have to uh, find the right kind of tour to fit in and um, yeah, do that. But yeah, I, I can't wait for that. It's, it's, it's a country that I love a lot. So yeah. How much, uh, how much pressure do you put on yourselves to, to write or to top the, the album that just came before? Like you had such success with this last record with dark side on it. How much pressure do you have to you know, write the new one? Like lifestyles of sick and dangerous. I would lie if I would say that 
none. But for sure, there is a lot of pressure. We wanna, we wanna be the biggest band on the planet, and um, we need to write some pure fucking insane tracks. We need to evolve as a band. We need to evolve the whole heavy music genre. We need to, we we need to come up with something really new. There needs to be something that I've never heard before. Like you remember back in early 2000s when new metal happened, like Linkin Park, Limp Bizkit, Slipknot, they had really something new go- going on. The music was influenced by by something that that wasn't seen in the metal scene before. So we want to do that same thing in 2023 or four or whenever the album comes out because we want to be the fucking pioneers of this whole shit. We want to be the biggest band in the planet, and I know we need to be one step forward to our competitions. So that's the only way how we can do it. So for sure, there's a pressure, but we are lucky because we have a plan, a solid fucking plan where we're heading at. We have a lot of song ideas, a lot of demos. So I really, I'm really sure that we can take a huge step forward with the next album as well. Does the pressure come mostly from yourselves or from the record company? Uh, from ourselves. Uh, I think our record sales are really high right now and the streams are super good. So there is no like panic inside the label because they know that we already, we've already made a huge fucking demos for the next album. They've heard it. And because they like the demo so much, they offered us a deal for the next album as well. So they trust us. And they know that this is only about timing and luck if they go as well. Because they, they believe in the product as we do. So they need to give it all to make that happen. And um, I don't know. I, I think because we have, we have so much fucking... We have so much things to achieve we want to be the biggest band so for sure we need the biggest fucking tracks ever and that's when we go to the studio we need to always remind ourselves that we need to come up with something unique something new something super fucking fresh that really goes inside people's hearts and minds and you know it's it's um it's a big question what is the next big thing no one knows it but it is somewhere there in the fucking Pandora box or something. We didn't but know it's it. Possible you we could try create to open it, right? that Pandora. Yeah, we could create it, and um, but no one know, knows that. What is the biggest band of this this um, decade? What is going on right like like twenty twenties? Like we don't know what is the biggest band yet. One one of these bands will be it, but we don't know which one it it is. So we are really really trying to take that spot well i agree with you you know with the state the world is in right now metal is prime to become mainstream again yeah right because people are feeling aggressive they're feeling angry they need an outlet and there's no better thing than heavy absolutely no and also i think because of the stranger things and metallica stuff that is going on that master of puppets went viral because of stranger things it is fucking <laughs> crazy. crazy and also i see on tiktok like pierce the whale is going viral also i think bring me the horizon went viral lately so there is a lot of like 
angst and people really need some kind of relief from the pain they have and i think metal and rock music is the best answer to that Great. and best medicine so what was that song that was it master of puppets that they used on stranger Things? yeah yeah and that went viral like on TikTok. and after that it started to went imagine viral. imagine imagine being a kid like i remember the first time i heard that song and it blew my freaking mind right but imagine right being like of 10 to 15 years old right now 10 to 16 years old and you hear that song for the first time and you're like who's metallica you know it's you crazy. have a whole rabbit hole to go down and then you know most people will probably start with the black album since it's like more powerful one of the biggest metal records of all time done by one of the arguably one of the best producers of all time yeah and and recording engineers of all time like like for instance bob rock and randy Saab, they created an entire sound for metal, and it's still used to this day. That sound is still used. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, the first Metallica song was Master of Puppets that I heard. I think I was 14 or 15 years old, and it really blew my mind away. Um, I think right now the same thing is happening over and over again because Metallica is such an influential band i think they are the first big metal band ever in the mainstream and i i totally understand that why they have the crown still like why they are the biggest band still it's like it's it's all natural but there still needs to be the follow-up for that because they are they're not gonna live forever their their legacy will but there needs to be new bands always coming up and Taking the stadiums and the headlines. Oh, yeah, slots absolutely. Of the best. So why not Blind Channel? Absolutely. Yeah, hell no. Why not? I, I, I mean, <laughs> we are. Uh, I'm the oldest of the of the band, 28. Whoa. The guys are 25 to 26, so we have a lot of time to make it happen. And um, yeah, there's a lot of work. It. I would love to be 28 again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still 29, but I think it's the same thing. So I'm not 30 yet. So yeah, well. When I turned 40, I was like, oh, man. And now I'm 46, and I'm like, oh, man. Chris is old. He's <laughs> not bad. Yeah, Chris is old. Yeah, Bruce fuck. is 50 I'm what? <laughs> You're 50 what? 54. <laughs> what the fuck? How'd I get here? 50. Yeah, but we're still metalheads. No, and we're, we do a metal podcast. <laughs> I mean, right? you're doing great. Um, metal never dies. That's the thing. Hell no. Hell no. It's like. Metal never dies. Only the people that listen to it. You know, as they get old, do that's yeah, it. it keeps going on forever. And um, I don't, I don't like care about the age that much. I think how you live, how you keep living your life, how you treat yourself. If you if you stay away from drugs and all that shit, you can you can be fucking fresh in your forties or fifties. Like it doesn't matter how old are you if you keep living the life the way you want and you treat yourself goodly and I, that's what i believe like there's no fucking age limits in rock and roll no. you can are be you saying the fucking 70 something and if i read between the lines are you saying I'm i mean look at halford looking... yeah yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like look at halford how old right. is halford 73 i just saw him a few months ago and he did painkiller flawlessly flawlessly even ad-libbed and I was just like, he's 73. The guy can barely walk. He can barely walk right now. And he's still just nailing painkiller. 
Yeah. I don't even know a singer in their 20s that could nail Painkiller. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one gives a shit. You can, you can just... There's no limitations. You can just... Um, if you treat yourself right way, you you are always ready for something new and you keep refreshing your style and you don't get stuck in the past. You can be whatever you want. Right. Sorry one second. I have to turn out my video. Um, I agree with you. Um, now there is a real big cliche out there, uh, called LSD and I'm not talking about the drug. I'm talking about lead singer disease. Yes. And yeah. So, how do you guys kind of break that cliche and have two singers in the band without having egos get in the That's, way? Um, um, I think it's the humble minds we have because we know that if we would go on stage alone with the microphone, we would be screwed because we, we know that when you go on stage, like a big stage, with a friend that is like having your back in the moment when you are doing the part where you are the lead singer. It feels so fucking yeah. good to have someone that you can lean on. It feels like, imagine going on a adventure with a fucking motorcycle or hiking to mountains or something like that. Would it be nice to go with a friend or alone? I mean, for sure, you, you're you more happy if you have a friend. Like, you can share that pressure and also the happy moments with the friend. So that's how we see it. And also we see that our music can sound you see, now we're more breaking, bigger with Now we're breaking down the prejudice against like, singers, and I like that. Because yeah. I know a lot of singers, and... They're just singers. They sing in a band and they love it. But everyone's like, oh, singers have lead singer disease. They're always so prissy. They're always so this, they're always so that. But they're not. They're just singing, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's important to realize that you are not the owner of the world. If you, even if you, it's your show, you're the singer. If it, like, let's think like bands that has a one singer. They can probably think that this is this is their moment. They are the fucking stars. But it only lasts the 60 minutes, like, or 45, 45 minutes or whatever the show is. So after that, they need to realize that they're only humans, like we all are. It doesn't matter what, what you do as a job. So for me, I always try to make the show feel like I want to do it all over again. So for me, it's easier to go on stage with someone else that is singing. For sure, if there could be like three singers, it would be too much because then the attention spreads too much. But if there's two singers, there's the amount of attention you want, you can get it, but you still can kind of like rest at some points and you can be more in the back. You can give that give that spotlight to someone else and then you can be in the spotlight. So I love the kind of the dual thing. It feels, it feels pretty good. And um, I always loved it well, since the, Linkin Park. I mean, they yeah. have the same so thing. This is, this is, this is why I asked this question. So please forgive me. I'd never heard of this band before, of your band before today. So I was like doing the research this morning 
And uh, first thing I always do is, okay, I'm going to listen to the single on, on the sh- from the sheet. So I put up the single, and I'm like, is there two singers, or is this a song with an alter ego? And I was just like, I'm not really sure what's happening here. And then I went and re- did more research. Oh, yeah, there is two singers. That's very cool. They really blend together well. They back each other up when one's singing, the other one's goes on there. And it, it really fit together better than... Then I've heard a lot of bands that have tried the two singer route before. Thank you so much. We heard heard that a lot, and I guess one of the things that also because we are a huge Linkin Park fans, so we always loved that how it looks when there's two singers going across on stage and backing each other up like Mike and Chester. So I don't know. It's it's there's many many um ways that why we want to do it this way and um it's not a problem for me i i mean i can go on like this forever this is better than being alone and lincoln park i i love lincoln park i don't think they really get the credit they deserve like i mean they get a lot of credit but i don't think they get the credit they deserve when, when that first single came out, it blew the shit out of radio in the United States and Canada. Yeah. Like, you couldn't turn the radio on without hearing that song. I can imagine. And that whole record, that whole record, you couldn't turn the radio on. They, I don't even know how many singles they released. It felt like 10 for that record. Yeah. You know, like... I was like, well, you don't even need to buy the record because the whole record's on the radio all the time. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I remember I was... Um... I think I was in the first grade, and in the end, the video was playing on MTV, MTV Europe. We have the same, kind of like, we had the same MTV here. There was a little different videos, but many of the videos were American bands. So I remember I I came from school, I put on the TV, there was in the end video playing. Uh, The year was 2001, I think. And it felt so fucking unreal to see that band, like, doing the thing on on the fucking huge what is that statue or something where they play yeah. and it's raining and um it was just on another level even though i was on the first grade uh and i still could kind of like understand all the lyrics even though english is not my first language i can still like understand what is going on like i tried so hard and got so far i got the lyrics when i was fucking seven years old yeah and i that was crazy. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Bruce? No, so oh, what's Bruce next for you? Oh, I'm he's back. I'm back. I'm back. Hey, what's next for you guys? Uh, are you guys uh, planning on doing uh, a tour? You taking this out on the road or what's what's coming up? We have now um one final week in Finland. We do four shows. Now we have three shows in a row. We play like big festivals here. Um after that, we go to Germany. We have a couple of like promo things there. I don't know. We, we can't tell what is going on, but there's big promotional things coming up in Germany. After that, we start to tour in Germany. So we play 10 shows in a row in Germany. Then we go to the UK. We, be, we play five shows in UK. Uh, all the big cities like London, Manchester, all, all that stuff. Then we go back to Middle Europe. We go to Spain, Italy france austria switzerland belgium all these fucking big big um, countries in europe after that we come back to finland we have one month break here we're gonna like recover go to gym 
eat fresh, try to sleep, see our families, all that stuff. And then we come back to LA in November to write songs for three weeks. We'll be in LA for three weeks. We take new new pictures, we do promotion, we write a lot of songs with different producers. Then we come back from LA, we have final shows in Finland, and then we have the first arena headline show in Helsinki. It's wow. 7,000 people coming. And after that, I think this era called Lifestyles of the Sick and Dangerous is somehow done. But we, we don't know yet, but there's a lot of plans what is coming after this year because we want to end the year with the band. So we have the Helsinki Ice Hall Arena show. And after that, we want to keep it as a mystery. We don't know yet, but this is the end of the year plan for the final four months and um yeah it's pretty hectic but uh, you guys are grinding it. you're grinding for sure but i mean i guess the uh proof is in the pudding right the results are are there and it's quite amazing I have yeah i have an off question how hard is it since brexit to tour into the uk touring uk um how like since well, brexit happened now you got to get visas oh and all yeah that stuff um for sure it, it kind of makes it harder um like you you just can't go there like before you can just like i remember 2018 you could just take a fucking ferry and go there but right now you have to work on visas you have to do some paper stuff you have to when you go to the border you have to meet some some people and like all that stuff but to be honest when you come from a nordic country like sweden finland or norway with the passport of these countries, you can go anywhere. Like okay. USA, no problem. You can just walk in when they see that passport is from Sweden or Sweden or Finland or Norway. They're like, this is a Nordic country. They are the best country in the world. Like like all the Nordic countries, they have a lot of money. The healthcare system is super well done. People are mostly non-criminals, so everything works. And um, in that case, I, I would say that UK is pretty easy for us, but not for every band. So um, yeah. for us, us, it's easy. And also because we have a we have a lot of ticket sales there and we have a big media like Kerrang and Rock Sound writing about us. So we have a proof that we need to come to the country and do our work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. The US treats Canadians the same way. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're, Cana you're Canadian? Come on in. Like, don't even need a visa. Come on in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's something magical with the North. When you come from North, like Canada or Nordic country in Europe, people are somehow humble and really hardworking, and you can trust the people from North. I don't know why why it is like that, but... I think it's because they're always so fucking cold. Yeah, you have to trust <laughs> people. And sitting in you the dark. Like there's, in there's, they're so fucking cold, they don't have time to do anything bad, so they just learn <laughs> shit. They're yeah. like, I'm so fucking cold, I'm dying, I better read a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inside. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Let's you, got have, right. you got anything else, Chris? Uh, I don't. I think that was a good way to end <laughs> it there. Great. <laughs> yeah. Joel, thank you for taking the time. Cool, I really man. appreciate it. No worries. It's all good. And um, yeah, this was good, good talk and everything. So yeah, hopefully see you soon in the USA. All right, take care, my friend. 
Cool. Keep us, keep us. If you come to the, if you come stateside, let us know so that we can help you guys out. Absolutely. All right. Thank Thank you so much. Take care, my friend. Thanks. Yeah. Cheers. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from No Effects, and Ian MacKay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.